Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. As you're listening to me right now, we are less than 90 days away from the end of 2021, which blows my mind. I mean, where did this year went? And gosh, by now, most people have given completely up on their goals for the year. But there's so much that can be accomplished in 90 days. And today I want to talk to you about how can you leverage, how can you use the next 90 days to create tremendous momentum towards your goals and towards becoming that best version of yourself. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Okay, it's official. We are in the fourth quarter, which means there's less than 90 days to the end of 2021. And it's it's hard to believe that we are already in October. I mean, where did all these months went by. And you know what? I personally always feel that the fourth quarter always goes even faster than any of the other three because of the holidays and everything going on towards the end of the year. At the beginning of the year, I remember starting the this season of the Leading Yourself podcast talking about goal setting. And at that time, I share with you a statistic that always shocks me. And that is that between 70 to 80% of all human beings by the second week of February give up on their new year intentions. And today I want to talk to you about one of the reasons why that happens and how can you prevent that from happening in 2022. And not only that, but how can you create momentum right now so you are ahead of everyone else when the new year comes in terms of you making progress towards your goals? So I personally believe that one of the reasons why people give up with their new year intentions is because by this time of the year, by the fourth quarter of the year, people totally check out with their goals. They use, a lot of times we use the holidays as an excuse, right? If you're trying to lose weight, for example, then you have the holidays as the excuse to eat more and maybe eat less healthy. If you're trying to achieve a milestone in your career, you're thinking, okay, the holidays are coming. There's Nothing that is going to happen right now. Um, And I can 
give a lot of examples, right? But the fact is that a lot of people by this time of the year completely check out. It's not that they're not pursuing their goals anymore, but they actually check out. And I think that when you're not being intentional about taking steps forward, you get pushed backwards. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you're not working towards your goals, you're working away from your goals. No progress is a regression, actually, when it comes to trying to achieve your goals in most categories of your life. So what happens is that because people check out, when the new year comes, it's so much harder to create momentum. And I always like this analogy of if you check out right now with your goals and you tell yourself, oh, I'll pick this up January 1st. Like January 1st, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to do all these things. I'm just going to take a break. I'm tired or whatever excuse you have to check out with your goals. When you do that, what you're doing is you're getting in your car which is parked in your driveway and you're trying to get to 100 miles per hour on January 1st, like in five seconds. And that it's not going to happen because you've been parked in your driveway for 90 days, for three months, right? And now you intend to accelerate to 100 miles per hour in a few seconds. And we know that there's only very few cars that can do that. The same is with us. If we check out with our goals and we're not working towards them, we are stationary and then we try to accelerate. It's hard to accelerate and create momentum. But if you leverage the last 90 days of the year to create momentum, when January 1st comes, you're going to find yourself already in the highway driving at 70 miles per hour. And then it's so much easier to accelerate to get to the 100 miles per hour. You know, that's why people give up on their new year intentions so early because they get frustrated that the car is not going fast enough. But you can't expect a car to go from zero to 100 miles in a few seconds. Unless you have, I know, I'm not a car expert and I know I'm going to get comments on this that there are cars that can do that. But... The average population, the mortals like me, we don't have those cars, right? My car cannot accelerate to 100 miles per hour in a few seconds. And I'm guessing most people's car cannot do that either. So you get my point, right? My point is don't give up on your goals right now. Instead, use this last quarter of the year to create momentum So when the new year comes, you are way ahead everyone else. You're way ahead yourself. And when I say you're way ahead everybody else, it's not because I want you to compare with anyone else or to compete with anyone else. I think this is a race where you're competing with yourself. And 
It's not a matter of comparing with others. We talked about how toxic that is. But what I'm trying to say, and it seems like I'm not getting there, is you're going to be so far ahead and it's going to be so much easier to create momentum. Like objects in motion stay in motion. So keep moving. So you're already in motion when the new year comes. So you can stay in motion and not only stay in motion, but accelerate when you want to accelerate. So you don't have to suddenly stop or feel frustrated and give up on your goals on February. Okay, so that's the reason why I want to talk about this. That's the reason why I feel so passionate about the fourth quarter of the year. And for the last, I would say, four years, I've been doing this challenge, which originally, for me, was inspired by a challenge that Rachel Hollis has been doing in her community for five years. I think I joined in the second year of this challenge. And she calls it the last 90-day challenge. And I like the essence of this challenge that she has. By the way, you can find more information about her challenge in her website, theholisco.com. Um, I'm not here to explain to you how Rachel Hollis' last 90-day challenge works, but I'm here to share with you how me doing that challenge has inspired me to create my own. And hopefully I inspire you to create your own as well. So before I share what is this last 90 day challenge that I'm talking about and hopefully share with you a couple of tips that can help you create your own, I want to remind you and at the same time remind myself of a couple of things that we tend to forget about. The first thing is that there's always time to work on your goals. It doesn't matter how long ago you gave up on your goal or how long ago you started to slow down or how long ago you told yourself it was not worth it or you hit a roadblock or you had a setback and you stop working towards your goal. There's always time until there's no time, right? And talking about that, I think also a great reminder is that when you set a goal, is like when you sign up to run a marathon. I haven't run a marathon in my life, but um, I like this analogy. So bear with me for a second. When you set a goal, is like signing up to a marathon. And when you set the goal, you sign up for the race and then you start running, right? And you've been running for hours, for days, for months, however long you've been working on your goal. And you get to a point where you hit a roadblock or a setback, right? Or you still, you start feeling tired and you start to see people passing you in the race. And you start telling yourself, I can't do this. I'm too tired. Everyone is passing me. So what is even the point of keep going? I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to give up. And you don't realize that the finish line for this marathon is less than half a mile away from you. 
you've been running for over 25 miles and now you're half mile away from the finish line and you quit without realizing how close you are to that finish line. I see this happening all the time with people giving up on their goals without realizing how close they were from achieving their goals. Just because you don't see that finish line doesn't mean that it's not just around the corner. So again, I think these are great reminders to keep in mind before we start talking about how to leverage the last 90 days of the year to create that momentum, right? To help us get closer to our goals and create the momentum to start the next year strong. Now let's talk about the last 90 days. I think, personally believe, that there's no one size fits all. So whatever I do during the last 90 days of the year might be very different than what you do, but I'm going to give you a framework and a couple of tools that you can use to determine what you need to include in this last 90 days to help you get closer to your goals and create that momentum. So the first thing is creating clarity as to where is that finish line? What is the finish line for you? What is the goal that you're trying to accomplish or who is the person that you're trying to become? I've talked in this podcast before that there's three levels of change, right? The first one comes through goals. We set goals and we set ourselves to achieve those goals. The second level comes through implementing systems in our lives. And the third level comes from identity, meaning who do I need to become to be the person that has whatever it is that you want to have or that accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. And that eventually should be our goal pursuing that identity. It's, I use the analogy of running again, right? It's like if I set myself the goal to run a marathon, the minute I pass that finish line, I have no reason to continue running, to continue training. But if I say I want to become a marathon runner, then it doesn't matter how many times I cross that finish line, I'm going to keep training. I'm going to keep you know, getting stronger so I can continue running and probably maybe improving my time or, you know, running a marathon without having to stop or setting different goals to continuously improve in that identity that I'm becoming. So the first step, again, is create clarity around what goals you're trying to accomplish or what identity you're trying to become. Who is that you're trying to become? That is key. Without this step, anything else that you do is not going to have the same level of impact that it can when you have that clarity. So it's super important that you take a pause to create that clarity in your life. The next thing after that is once you know where or what is that finish line, you need to reverse engineer your path from where you are towards that finish line. And I like to use something that I learned from John Maxwell to do that. And that is the rule of five. 
So he tells this story about a man that was trying to knock out a, a tree in his backyard. Imagine that you have a tree in your backyard and you're trying to get rid of the tree because maybe you want to put a pool on your backyard. So every morning, you know, you wake up, you at the same time, after drinking your cup of coffee, maybe you get an axe, an axe and you hit that tree five times. You put your axe back and you go on with your day. The next day, same thing. You wake up, you have your cup of coffee, you go outside, you pick your axe, you hit that tree five times, you put the axe down and you carry on with your day. And you keep doing that day after day. And eventually that tree is going to fall, right? Eventually that tree is going to fall. And that is the rule of five. And that is something that for me is the core of this last 90 day challenge is identifying what are the five things that if you do consistently are going to help you get closer to your goals or to the person that you want to become. And that is very personal. That those five things might be very different for me than they might be for you. They, those five things might be very different for me last year than they are this year, right? Because maybe now my goals have changed um, or have expanded. And now it's going to take different types of actions to get to that goal. I am a fan of habits and routines. You know that if you've been listening to this podcast. But I also believe that once in a while, we need to check in with ourselves if those habits are still the right habits, are the habits that are going to help us get to that finish line. So this is a great time to reevaluate that and identify what are those five things, what are those five habits that if you do consistently every day, and when I say every day, I mean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, every day for the next 90 days. And there's different theories out there that tell that it takes 21 days. Others say it takes 66 days. I personally You know, I don't think there is a set amount of time, but when you continuously repeat an action, eventually becomes a habit. And at that point, you have automated that action. At the beginning, when you start the challenge, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to do all five things every day. And I'm going to share a few tips that you can use to install those habits but it's going to be hard. And there might be days that you miss one or the other. And that's fine. You just have to keep going. Don't stop just because you miss one, right? The key thing here is focusing on progress over perfection. But eventually, if you stay consistent doing those things every day, they're going to be an autopilot. You're not going to have to think about them. You're not going to have to be very intentional about them. They're going to be so ingrained in you that it's who you are becoming. It's who you become and that is going to help you create momentum. When people talk about momentum, they think that it's something that magically happens, that some people 
have there or that you even you get there because you get lucky and then it's a matter of riding that wave right i personally believe that momentum is something that you create through consistency the only way to create momentum i personally believe is through consistency is through repeatedly do these things that are going to help you create the momentum so how can you get to that point? How do you get past that first hurdle, which is making sure that you're building that consistency? So a few things that have helped me is I have an app on my phone that helps me track habits. So every time that I do one of these five habits, I check it off. You can have a printed you know, tracker for your habits or you can use an app, but the thing is track your habits. Once you have identified what those five habits are, every time that you do one of them, check them off. And at the end of the day, checking with yourself to see, okay, which ones have I done? Which ones haven't I done? And if there's one that you left out, one, if you have a chance to still do it, go ahead and do it. But if you didn't, just ask yourself, what can you do tomorrow to make sure that you don't miss it again? The secret is don't miss it twice. So if you miss one day, don't beat yourself over it. Just have a plan of action for the next day so you don't miss it again. The other great thing that I think it's so helpful in creating that consistency is habit stacking. And I've talked about this before, but it's basically a strategically positioning that habit next to a habit that you already have. So I talked about um, on the story about the tree and the axe, I talked about that this person would go out and hit the tree five times after drinking his cup of coffee. A lot of us drink a cup of coffee in the morning. So try to use that to stack up a habit and say, okay, when I go and grab my cup of coffee, I'm going to do X or Y. Um, or maybe it's after you brush your teeth. So that's habit stacking. The other thing that I think is really helpful when you're trying to create consistency around any habit is the environment that surrounds you. How do you are you setting your environment to be conducive of you doing those things that you committed to? So this can manifest in many ways, right? One way is, let's say that one of the habits that you want to implement is to build consistency around working out every morning. One thing that can be helpful is leaving your workout clothes ready at night, right next to your bed or in the bathroom so you can see it when you wake up and it's a reminder and kind of like a cue that triggers you to do your workout. Another component of your environment is community, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, people that are like-minded, people that inspire you. Um, in the same analogy that I was using with running a marathon, right? If you surround yourself with runners, it's more likely that you're going to train for that marathon, that you're going to show up for, um, you know, to consistently run every day. Versus if you surround yourself with people that the way that they 
like to spend time is eating pizza and watching TV, it's going to be harder for you to step out and go run. So those are just a few examples. Talking about all these things, all these tools and all these hints around developing consistency, I am going to be hosting a 90-day challenge. And basically what it is, is a free challenge where I will be sharing more tools like the ones that I'm talking about today. So there's going to be a workbook and some templates and access to a community and some trainings and videos and resources to help you build, first of all, to identify what is that finish line to identify and reverse engineer what are those five habits that you need to implement and then tools to help you implement those habits and develop the consistency that is going to generate the momentum. So to join the challenge, go to the show notes and I'm going to be including a link that will take you to the challenge page. Again, the challenge is completely free, but like with anything that I put out there, there is an option for you to make a donation to charity when you join this challenge group. So go check it out. Again, it's completely free. And if you're listening to me and you're saying this makes sense, I want to take advantage of the next 90 days before the year is over, go ahead and sign up for the challenge because it's so much easier talking about environment and talking about community is so much easier when you're doing this alongside someone else than when you're trying to do it all by yourself. Now, going back to this last 90 days, we talked about the rule of five and maybe you're listening right now and you're saying, well, I really don't have clarity around my goal, or I don't know what those five habits should be for me. So first of all, if you are there, don't worry, you're not alone. Many people are in that same spot that you are. So a couple of things. First of all, join the challenge because you're going to find a lot of tools that are going to help you narrow those things down. And second of all, I want to share some keystone habits that maybe you can start with or that can inspire you to get started. What is a keystone habit? This is a term that I learned about when I read a couple of books. One was Atomic Habits and the other one was The Power of Habits. Two amazing books that I really, really recommend. Atomic Habits is one of my all-time favorite books. It's been so impactful in my life to get the tools to allow me or to help me build habits, which if you follow me, if you've been following this podcast, you know I'm huge on habits. But let's get to keystone habits. Keystone habits are habits that have a ripple effect in other areas of your life. So you might be doing that habit with a purpose, but beyond the purpose for which you started that habit, that habit has a ripple effect in many other areas of your life. And these keystone habits are great for this last 90-day challenge. So if you don't know where to start, let me share with you five keystone habits that you can start with. So the first one is movement. When I talk about movement, can be anything from 
a formal workout to walking or running. But moving your body changes your mood. It changes your mindset and it helps you, you know, have more energy throughout the day and more clarity throughout the day. Working out or moving has a ripple effect in many areas of your life, in your physical health, in your mental health, um, in your emotional health. So it's one amazing keystone habit. Another habit that I really recommend because of that ripple effect that has in many areas of your life is gratitude. Um, I've talked about gratitude many times in the podcast. You're probably tired of hearing me bringing this up again and again, but I'm a huge fan of gratitude. It has really been one of those keystone habits that has impacted me so much and it has had that amazing ripple effect in all areas of my life. And you can approach gratitude in many ways. For me, it's part of my morning routine and every day I write down five things that I'm grateful for that happened in the last 24 hours. And that helps me be more present, more mindful, and constantly looking for blessings. And I start my day with a much more positive attitude and I'm always focusing on the bright things of things. I'm always looking at that glass half full versus half empty. So gratitude is a great keystone habit. You don't have to do it in the morning. You don't have to write five things. You can just think about them. You can say them out loud. Maybe on your commute to work, you can think about what are the things that you're grateful for. My only tip when it comes to gratitude is be as as specific as you can. The other thing is ask yourself if you can think of things that you're grateful for and you always gravitate to the same things. I'm alive. I'm healthy. My family is healthy. Those are great and you should be grateful for all those things, but try to be more specific. Try to think about a person that you're grateful for, something that happened during, again, the last 24 hours that you're grateful for. And they don't have to be big things. They can be really tiny, small things. But once you get into that habit, you will see how much it impacts everything. So that's another keystone habit that you might want to incorporate. The third one is water. You know, our bodies are made mostly of water and staying hydrated is so important for many things. So drinking enough water during the day and the recommended amount of water is half of your body weight in ounces of water. So if, for example, I'm going to make math easy on myself, if you weigh 100 pounds, that means that your target water intake should be 50 ounces of water. So half of your body weight um, calculated in pounds, that tells you how many ounces of water you need to be drinking as a minimum every day. Of course, if you work out, if you sweat a lot, if you have a lot of physical activity during the day, then you should strive to drink even more than that. But hydration and staying hydrated is one of those keystone habits that when you get in the habit of drinking water throughout the day, it helps you to 
be more alert, to stay more focused. It can impact your productivity. It impacts your physical health, but also your mood. And it, it really has that ripple effect in many areas of your life. Another keystone habit um, is having a morning routine. Um, I know this is one that I talk a lot about. For me, having a morning routine helps me throughout my day in everything that I do. It helps me to know exactly what I need to accomplish that day because I plan my day during my morning routine. It helps me to stay focused and productive because I incorporate movement and hydration and all these things in my morning routine. So I think was episode four of the podcast was one of the very first episodes that I recorded. I talk about my morning routine and the elements that I intentionally build into my morning routine. So having a morning routine and or an evening routine that can help you, you know, get to bed and have a good night rest is a great keystone habit. Talking about that, sleep is another keystone habit. So getting enough quality sleep is so important for your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, um, To and it can have an impact in many goals that you have. So if you have a weight loss goal, it can help with that. If you have a goal where it requires you to be focused and concentrated, it will have an impact on that. If you have a goal that requires you to have high levels of energy, sleep will help with that as well. So sleep is another one of those um, keystone habits. So those are some examples. Another um, great keystone habit for me um, is reading or personal development. Investing, even if it's just 15, time, 15 minutes during the day to your personal development is something that also has a ripple effect because not only you're learning something new every day, but it can motivate you, it can create more energy, it can spark creativity. So also a great keystone habit. So again, if you are not clear on what your goal is, or even if you're clear with what your goal is that you're trying to accomplish, but you can't figure out what are or what is your rule of five, then you can use any of these habits to start with. And even if you pick this five that I just mentioned and you develop routines to consistently do these things for the next 90 days, you're going to see that you're going to have a lot of momentum going into um, the new year. Oh, I almost forget. There is one more habit that I want to add to that list. And this one is new for me. This is not something that I've done before. But I'm reading this book right now from Mel Robbins called The High Five Habit. Um, I'm sure you have heard about Mel Robbins. She is one of the most demanded female motivational speakers. She has written several books like The Five Second Rule and now The Five Habit Rule. And I'm going to oversimplify what this is about because... I don't want to summarize her book right now, but I really encourage you to go grab a copy of the book and read it. But oversimplifying it is high-fiving yourself 
in the mirror every day in the morning. So this is something that is very easy to do a habit stacking. As you're getting ready in the morning, maybe the last thing you do before you leave the bathroom is high-fiving yourself. And in her book, she shares a lot of research from Harvard University and other very reliable sources on how impactful a high five is. And we have been programmed over our the spam of our lives on what high-fiving someone means. But now you can take that and apply it to yourself by high-fiving yourself in your bathroom mirror every morning. So that's another keystone habit you might want to add. And if you add that one, I really recommend you grab a copy of Mel's book, Um, so you understand what is the science behind that. Last but not least, the last component of this last 90 day challenge is a vision board exercise and a goal setting exercise. So I personally don't wait until December 31st or January to set goals and intentions for the year. But I use the last quarter of the year to do all the self-reflection and all the visioning on how do I want to show up in the next year and what do I want to accomplish in the next year. So if you decide to join the last 90 day challenge, again, the link is in the show notes of this podcast episode. That challenge will also include a vision board workshop and a goal setting workshop. All completely free, but as always with everything that I do, there's always an option for you to um, make a donation to charity um, when you join the challenge. So I hope this episode today was helpful for you. I hope that it inspires you to really take advantage of the next 90 days before the year is over to create that momentum and get you going towards your goals and towards that version of you that you are aspire to become. If you like today's podcast episode, do me a favor, share it with a friend. Make sure that you check the link on the show note of this podcast episode and you join the last 90 day challenge. And if you do also invite a friend to join you. You know, we're more likely to keep a promise to someone else that we are to ourselves. So when you do this with other people, it's going to become much easier and you're more likely to stick with it. So grab a friend and roll on the challenge. And I hope you have an amazing day. I will see you here again for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.